Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88, depending on where you are, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is Positively Different Radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Gemma, good morning. Good morning, Gemma. How are you this morning? I am fantastic, Lyle. How are you? Amazing. Yes, nailed it. It only took all week, but we got there. Friday morning, I remembered. I am fantastic because... Yes? I was going to say why. You were about to ask me why. Because... God is still reigning. Jesus God is, is still on, on his throne. throne. It's all he reigns good. in heaven. He reigns on earth. He reigns in my heart. Life is good. Life is good. Yes. That comes from a children's story that my wife shared this last Sabbath. It was pretty cool. She absolutely nice. she was so nervous about doing this children's story and she just nailed it. The kids were just like on the edge of their seat the whole time. Way to go, Shell. Yep. It was fantastic. Anyway, what are you thankful for this morning? Guess what I'm thankful for? I didn't think of anything. Oops, what are you thankful for? Let's Hymns. start there. No, we're not having this conversation now. No, no, no. Hymns. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm thankful for hymns. I'm allowed to be thankful for hymns. I'm thankful for hymns too. Hymns Good. are great. I'm also thankful for contemporary worship music. Yes. Just throwing it in there. Yes. Just because if you know you want to have a conversation about music, I'm, I am I'm thankful throw for. It in okay, there. I'm going to be more specific. I am thankful for hymns of substance. <sighs> because some hymns don't have substance. I. I agree. No, there are some hymns. There are also a lot of contemporary music that doesn't have substance, so yes. I agree. Thankful for right. music, right. Christian music that has substance. All right. Subs- okay, so we agree on this then. I think so. It has to have substance. Yeah, okay. I agree. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for, um, like, you know, the same song we were just listening to a moment ago, Meekness and Majesty by Graham Kendrick, which is, um, a, is, is, is definitely a manly praise song. What? Because I think... What makes a praise song manly, might I ask? We have a a, a predominance of not so manly praise songs out there. Yeah, that's your descriptive word. Yeah. Okay, here's what's going to happen. Coming up in the next segment, Gemma and I have decided about 30 seconds before the program started, we are going to have a debate. A debate. Dun, dun, dun. About praise songs. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome because I'm going to win. You, just letting you all know ahead. Oh, what's happening with the weather? We're just about out of uh, time. You can't. Oh, that's. <sighs> this is a reminder. You're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. And while you're not allowed to do that, that was really mean. <laughs> okay, coming up in uh, news afterwards, uh, we will talk about. Um, we're going to be talking about India, actually, and far right, the far right movement in India that's creating a lot of violence right now, religious violence across that nation. So this is Wendell Kingborough. We will say in that day. You will see there a highway from God's own hand. That will lead back the lost to the promised land And the voice of the Savior will call us friends Saying join in the song of the Lord We will call back our armies returned from war And we'll make into plowshares our useless swords Very soon to forget what they once were for When we join in the song of the Lord 
we will sing in that day to the Lord give thanks we will not be afraid for he comes to save we will shout we will call every tribe and grace come and join in the song of the Lord you will see there a banquet for sinners spread where we'll sit with the Lord at the table's head and our shepherd himself is our wine and bread and we'll join in the song of the Lord we will say in that day to the Lord give thanks we will not be afraid for he comes to save we will shout we will call every tribe and race come and join Kingborough with We Will Say in That Day comes from Isaiah chapter 12. We are about to have the great debate here on The Breakfast Show, but before we do, we have the great quiz. So let's have the quiz. Today's quiz is a what book am I? And the first clue is this book tells us that from out of Bethlehem would come a ruler whose origins are from old ancient times. Yes, indeed, it does. If you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669. You know what? I'm so excited, because you were wrong. Okay, read that first quick clue again. <laughs> I was specifically trying to find one today that might stump you, so I'm kind of happy that your first guess was wrong. This book tells us that from out of Bethlehem would come a ruler whose origins are from old ancient times. Okay, I do have it wrong. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> oh, the fact that you know that you're wrong leads me to believe that you know what the right answer is. Okay, I will wait. I will give you a chance until the next... Um, <clears throat> the next... After the next song? The next, next song. Segment. Yeah, the next yeah. segment. Yeah. yeah. So double in, prizes are up for grabs. for double prizes. Quickly, though, because yes. I'm pretty sure you're going to get it. Okay, so here is my contention this morning. That came up about 30 seconds before the <laughs> program started, and we decided, yes, let's go there and let's have the great debate, is that modern Christianity and kind of praise songs in particular lean towards the feminine rather than the masculine. And, and I'm right. And I don't agree with you. And you can disagree <laughs> with me. But I'm going to illustrate this. Firstly, 
Firstly, I, I can define your it. terms. Firstly, uh, um, define your terms. What do you mean, masculine over feminine? Like, how? Do, what? What makes a song masculine, and what makes a song feminine? Okay, so the example that we were given, which is, like, I'm like, give me, a, give me an example. Give me the first praise song that comes to your head, and the first praise song that came to anybody's head here in the studio was "Good Good Father" by Chris Tomlin. Yes, banger of a song. Though originally it wasn't his, I'm just going to say everybody thinks it was his song, but it was actually by a band called House Fires. But that's another thing. I care less because I don't like the song. Oh, Lyle, (laughs) it's an amazing song. Not because there is anything specifically wrong with the song, but this is not a masculine song, not even close. Listen to this first first uh, verse. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night. Okay, is this the kind of language that a man ever either uses or aspires to hearing (laughs) from another man? This is good, good father, or from his father even. And, and, And what kind of men even refer to their father as father? You know, we call our dad, dad. I don't go around, you know, calling my father, father. Uh, <clears throat> okay, and you tell me that you're pleased and, and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. Okay, first of all, one thing that does annoy me about worship song writers is that they all spent way too much time at school in detention writing lines over and over and over and over and over and over again. But anyway, um, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. 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 Okay, we lost track of how many of those there are. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've seen many searching for answers far and wide. I know we're all searching for answers only you provide because you know just what we need before we say a word. See, these songs are very relational songs. Yes. And Christianity has become a very relational religion, particularly in the last 100 to 200 years. Yes. Okay. And as a result of that, there's been a portion of society that has been bypassed. And as a result, Christianity is now the only religion. Now, I'm not saying that a relational religion is wrong. It, needs, it is a relational religion. Let me make that very, very clear. Not knocking a relational religion. But because the emphasis and the focus of Christianity in the last 100 to 200 years has been on the relational aspect to the detriment of other aspects of religion, we are now the only religion in existence that has a gender split. And in Christianity, that gender split is 60-40. 60% female, 40% male. Mm -hmm. No other religion. You know, some people say, oh, that's because we're in a more spiritual. No. Look at Islam, look at Hinduism, look at Buddhism. They're a 50-50 split. Christianity is the only one with a gender split, and it's a modern phenomena. You see, when you read the... Take, for instance, your New Testament authors. You have a variety of New Testament authors. You have the Apostle Paul, who is the consummate intellectual. You know, he has like these deep theological arguments. Mm-hmm. You have Peter, who is totally exhortational. You know, he's just exhorting people to you know, live a more righteous life, prepare, prepare for the coming of Jesus, etc. You have James, who is like, he's completely detailed, like details, cross the T's, dot the I's, this is what you do, this is how you do it. You've got John, 
who is unquestionably relational. Um, and then you have Jude, who is just you know the role model for every African American preacher I've ever heard. He's just totally confrontational. He comes out there and just <laughs> you know pulls out two big six guns and starts blazing away to his audience. Now, when you look at these, which one is the best model for Christianity? And the answer is all of them together. I was going to say there is no best model. They all That's individually right. have they their own. They all are, you know. and different people connect to God in different ways. But in a relational era of Christianity, if you have an intellectual connection with God, you're judged. You are judged as not being having a real. Oh, that's not a real connection with God. You know that, that that can't be genuine. That can't be the real thing. Oh, I disagree. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Oh, but yeah, I, but you're being I, judged. Ooh, you totally get judged. Ooh, I mean, no, I agree with that. But I'm just saying that you can't just have an intellectual basis. There has to be an emotional oh. heart basis there. There is a balance and, between and I having did not the deny emotional... That, did I? I did not deny I, I said I'm yeah, not, but you I'm not downplaying... Very, you worded it very carefully. not downplaying the relational... The necessity for a relational connection with God. You need all of these connections with God, but when you emphasize one over the other, you get a religion that is out of balance and that marginalizes a section of, communi- of the community. I fully agree. Can I rebut now, or are you, you've still got more? No, you can't rebut. We're going to finish the show. You left, okay. me, with, you left me with two right, minutes. You, you took like it. six minutes. This was my segment, remember? You get your whole current affairs coming up in a minute. Take yes. it all of my segment. Okay, for starters, when you pray, I was making notes, man. I'm ready. For starters, when you pray, do you say, hey, Dad, or dear Heavenly Father? Okay, I use a more formal title, and I believe that it is correct to use a more formal title. In so is it then a to stretch to be able to sing a song that's talking right, about you your good, one. good father? Thank you very much. Okay, that so that's not necessarily me. But I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night from another okay, I'm male just, I, okay, person. Okay, wait, wait. You, I didn't rebut in your rebuttals. Just just hang on a second. You picked the, the lyric in the song that is... I agree with you. That lyric is very feminine-wise. Like, yeah. you know, we don't and typically talk like that. The whole song. Except another song by Chris Tomlin, by the way, is called Our God. And the lyrics in this song, uh, I'll give you an example. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. These lyrics aren't exactly weak and feminine and tender and trampled yeah, like saying, a rose. You know? I am not saying all, but I am saying the majority. This is a very, very common song. The majority of songs make men who actually stop and think about the lyrics... Um, and I'm talking about, you know, your average, you know, there's always going to be exceptions. You actually stop and think about the lyrics. They're like, we never talk to another man like that. Oof. We just don't. Even those men that we have massive respect for. But you've already admitted that the way we talk to God isn't the way we would talk to most men. You come and do it in a formal setting. In a formal setting, yeah, we use formal. Um, there's not, we don't have a difficulty with using formal titles when we're talking to men of great importance and showing respect. Mm-hmm. So if I was talking to, you know, Prince Charles, it'd be your highness, Prince Charles. I've got no problem with that. That's exactly who he is. That's, that's the way that you talk to somebody like that. Is feeling emotion feminine? No. Okay, but cool. No, 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 no. You, can't, but you can't butt that. <laughs> there is a very big butt. Okay, All right, fine. Butt that. Go on then. Um, <clears throat> Generally speaking, women are more emotionally driven than men. That didn't answer the question. I said, is having emotion 
or experiencing emotion feminine? No, not at all. Okay, cool. So I'm then, what's wrong with point. so then what's wrong with emotional worship songs? Nothing at all. When the when the predominance is that they are emotional worship songs, then they are leading. They are leaning towards predominantly towards one gender in society. I agree with that statement. What I don't agree with is that most worship songs are emotional. I don't think that's the case. I do think you're right that there needs to be a balance. Fully 100% needs to be a balance between intellectual and emotional, you know, understanding and relation. I, I to am going to say this as well. There are a lot of hymns that when you read the lyrics of the hymns, they can make, you know, a man who actually stops and thinks about it and say, okay, I'm talking to another man right now and I'm using this kind of language, bit feel a bit weird as well. Yeah, well, that's true. And, and I feel bad for... You know, men who are coming to the church, coming to church for the first time, and they get confronted by this kind of stuff. It's pretty confronting material. Anyway, what do we got coming up? We have Matt and Josie Minicus. Tongues of men and angels. Though I have the prophet's gift, though I hold the keys to hidden knowledge. But my faith can mountain shift Without love I am no better Without love it's all for naught Lord you spent your life in loving others What this means I would be taught Love is patient, knows no envy Never gloats when others sin Love is never glad to see injustice Always wants the truth to win There's no end to love's endurance There's no test you cannot face Lord, you spend shall fail without your grace Though there'll be an end to hidden knowledge Visions, raptures, prophecy Faith and hope and love shall last forever Love the greatest of the three Without love I am no better Without love it's all for naught You gave your life in saving others What this means I would be taught Lord you spent your life in loving others What this means I would be Welcome back, everybody. You were listening to Matt and Josie Minicus with Though I Speak with Tongues. So we were just having a discussion on the difference between men and blokes. Yes. Because what we've actually, what, what I believe is actually taken place within Christianity is that we have retained the men. The reason why there's a gender split is we've lost the blokes. And I'm dead serious about this, and I'm actually, you know, it's something that I'm quite passionate about, 
is that there is a place in church for blokes in exactly the same way as there is a cha- place in church for men and for women and for everybody else. What's the difference between but men? We don't cater for them. What's the difference between men and blokes? Because I feel like guys, men, blokes—they're all the same <laughs> words describing the males. All the same. Okay, I'll run through some differences uh, in just a moment. Okay. But first of all, um, we need to do our quiz for our clue. The next clue for the quiz, the quiz for the clue, is this book is the recording of the word of the Lord as given to the prophet in a vision concerning Samaria and Samaria and Jerusalem. Yeah, okay. Now he's got it. Correct, Lyle. Well done. Started off with the um, <clears throat> the right first letter the first time around, but that was as far as it went. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so basically, you know, if uh, if you ask a, a woman what is her favourite day of the year, she might say a birthday or an anniversary or Valentine's or Christmas or something like that, um, which are all relational events. You know, Thanksgiving for my wife. Um, these involve, you know, discovering new depths of insight about who she is in relationship to the people that are who are most important in her life. Mm-hmm. If you ask a man what his favourite day of the year is, you know, he might uh, mention something like you know, a big camp or something like that, which are days that relate to meaningful events that help a man to reflect on his place in society and in, you know, in history as a whole. Um, if you ask a bloke what his favourite day of the year is, it's going to be the Low Cup or Bathurst, um, you know, State of Origin, something like this, these events that involve yelling things, eating things, drinking things, spilling things with other like-minded creatures. <laughs> okay. If you ask a woman about cars, um, a woman learns to drive typically from her father or often another man. A man learns to drive from a driving instructor. A bloke learns to drive when his age is in single digits. His skills are then honed on trail bikes, four-wheelers, paddock bashes, and worn-out ride-on mowers. You see, there's a very big difference between the men and blokes. A woman can love her Toyota Camry and dreams of owning a Fiat 500. A man drives, you know, a Falcon or a Commodore or a V8 if he can, aspires to own an Audi or a BMW. A bloke drives a ute. And couldn't understand why anyone would want anything else. If it's a worn-out 1970s FJ Cruiser with a 327 Chev conversion, that runs great, all the better. See, there is a difference. You have to admit there's a difference. Um, an impulse purchase for a woman could be scented candles or new bath towels. An impulse purchase for a man might be a new set of golf clubs. An impulse purchase for a bloke is the old Ford from down the street. He's buying it for parts. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's almost a requirement for bloke status to have at least one dead car in your yard. Okay, so basically you're saying a a bloke is an Aussie bogan. Yeah, but (laughs) what you've got... This is a culture that exists on a much bigger scale than we give it credit for, and it's global. Mm. It's not... You know, I've put it in Australian context here. But you can go to the United States, you can go to any part of the world, you're going to find exactly the same kind of individual. And these are the kinds of people that have been completely bypassed by the way we worship as Christians. Hmm. Now, there's going to be a whole segment. There's going to be about 20% of our listening audience right now that are going, yes, 
And everybody else is going, what the heck is he even talking about? Yeah, I'm with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, when it comes to, you know, blokes versus men, I identify as a bloke. And what's interesting is that amongst my contemporaries in ministry, in other words, my fellow ministers, I find very, very few people who actually fit into my category. Very few blokes ever go into ministry. Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, most of the most of the the guys in ministry are men, men that I respect enormously. Mm. We need to have the same level of, re- of respect for blokes. We need to learn about blokes. We need to understand blokes. We need to minister to blokes in a way that is going to be meaningful to blokes. Because the power of the gospel is the same for every single individual on the planet and for every culture. And all this is, is a culture. But it's a culture that we're not reaching out to. And we need to reach out to. And if we were, we wouldn't have the gender split that we have, which is global. You go anywhere on the planet, and the gender split is global. Is this a Christian thing as a whole, or an Adventist thing specifically? This or? is a Christian thing. Yeah. And it's exactly the same in the Adventist Church as the Roman Catholic Church as the Anglican Church or the Jehovah's Witness or anybody else. Yeah, yeah. True. But it's not in Islam. It's not in Buddhism. It's not in Judaism. It's not in any of the other world religions. Hinduism. So it's not an issue of spirituality versus non-spirituality. Anyway, uh, you got me way sidetracked this morning. Okay, so the... uh, I, I did this. Yeah, the great, uh, the great debate. The great, the great uh, toilet paper run of 2020 continues. With roll ravenous Australians have been busy flushing out the last hidden reserves of the precious ply, <laughs> with not a square to spare. <laughs> yes, I did spend a little bit of time wording that one up <laughs> that this morning. Was amazing. <laughs> one newspaper here in Australia actually printed four blank pages this week in the middle of their newspaper. No. No. <laughs> Just in case you were running short. No. <laughs> While the rest of the world is rolling their eyes rather than their toilet paper, like, what the heck is going on down under? <laughs> oh, dear. With a quilt and ten pack uh, reaching an all-time record on eBay of $58. What? Stock markets are in decline as a result of... Uh, the coronavirus, which has headed, which has meant investors have been heading to safe investments, such as toilet paper, <laughs> rather than the usual gold and silver. Head down to Costco and stock up with toilet paper. Anyway, that's a little bit of fun for the day. Um, on 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 very serious news, we need to be watching very closely the situation that is taking place in India, where effectively you have around about one and a half million Muslims who have been stripped of their citizenship. And you ask, how is that possible? Well, basically it works like this. If you are not an Indi- a citizen of India already, you cannot apply for citizenship if you are a Muslim. So this is legislation that has come through based purely on religion. Any other religion. Wow can gain citizenship. And we can sit back and and breathe a sigh of relief as Christians, like, oh, wow, glad that's not affecting Christians. Hmm. But the simple reality is if we do not stand up for the right of Muslims, then next in line is going to be Christians. Yep. 
religious liberty is something that affects every person on the planet and we need to stand up for the religious liberty of every person on the planet even if they are an avowed dyed-in-the-wool Satanist we must defend their right to worship according to their conscience so what's the reason behind why they're not letting them become citizens there's if you study the history of India, India used to include Bangladesh and Pakistan, mm-hmm. and those two countries split off. In fact, Bangladesh used to be called, um, what was it, East Pakistan. Um, they split off along religious lines. So there has been you know, centuries of religious tension in India over, you know, along religious lines, mm. um, causing the creation of you know, two new countries as a result of that. And this is really just a continuation of that tension. And so now you've got a government in power. It's like, you know what? We're not going to give citizenship to any of our Muslim Indians. And it kind of works like this. To prove that you are an Indian, you have to produce a birth certificate. The problem is that very few people born in India actually have a birth certificate. So when they... They go along and they say, well, you know, I'm born here in India. I'm an Indian. You know, I need to get my uh, papers. Um, They're just going to ask what religion you are. And if you say you're a Hindu, it's like, yep, no worries. We'll give you some uh, papers and you can then work through this process and get yourself a passport. But if you're a Muslim, it's like, no, you're a Muslim. Um, Unless you can produce a birth certificate, you can't get a passport. You have no citizenship. Very similar to what happened with the Rohingya uh, refugees. You know, there's one million of them displaced in Bangladesh right now because they were stripped of their citizenship in the same way. Sometimes those of us who live in a stable country just take it for granted how important a thing such as citizenship is. But this is an area in which we, you know, we need to be doing what we can uh, from all parts of the world to put pressure on the Indian government to stand up for religious liberty rather than beginning. You know, this this is how genocides begin. And uh, that's what exactly what we're seeing taking place over there right now. Okay, this is uh, Amy Cherry with My Day. As the sun disappears in the evening sky, I can hear the melody. Of your smile Symphony, sweet harmony Of your grace Lead me in to listen to Your holy word for This is my
Welcome back, everybody. You were listening to Amy Cherry with My Day. This is The Breakfast Show, and Gemma is about to give you the third clue for the quiz. What book am I? The third clue is, this book tells us that what God requires of man is to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. If you know the answer, give us a call right now, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843, or you can text us on 491 669. And because we've been talking about music a lot today in the show, we've decided that the book we're going to give away is Praise God in Song by Ellen White. Excellent book, very appropriate to what we have been talking about today. Fantastic. So give us a call right now if you know the answer to that uh, quiz right there, and you'll have that prize coming your way. Joining us on the phone this morning for our interview of the day is Daniel Prisbilko. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lyle. It's good to be here. Now, Daniel uh, Daniel is a pastor down in Sydney, but Daniel has this interesting program coming up, um, which is called the Ash, well, called Ashray, uh, Everyone Wants to Be Happy, Art, Prize and Exhibition. Daniel, I'm just wondering, how does this relate to your work as a Christian pastor and pastor, and what is the, what is the purpose behind the, the Art, Prize and Exhibition that you're running? Yeah, that's a, that's a loaded question there. A lot of a lot of info there. <laughs> Ashray is actually um, the first word in Psalm chapter one, uh, and it means blessed or happy. Uh, you may know the psalm. It starts off, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly," etc. And um, I just, um, you know, we wanted to have a art exhibition where we could encourage people along their journey of being happy, emotional wellness, etc. And so we've managed to combine this art exhibition together with uh, various health programs that we also run at the church. Okay, so, you know, we understand that God, you know, gave us the Bible that's full of, you know, great stories, great theology, all that kind of stuff. But is God interested in art as well? And is this something that, you know, typically a church pastor gets involved with? Um, look, I think so because, well, look, one of the reasons why we started all of this is the area that our church is in, uh, which is Wallara. Uh, it's a very arty area. There's a lot of art galleries. People are interested in art. And uh, it's a way to um, to connect with people, I believe. And so that's why we... We started some painting classes once a month, and the exhibition is kind of a natural outgrowth out of that. And uh, and look, because we've got different categories, we've got like um, seven different categories in the exhibition, which all relate to health and well-being. I think God is interested in people's wellness. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And um, I guess just even speaking from my own experience, I've been to an art exhibition maybe twice in my life, but both times they were in Wallara, and that was some time oh, ago. Did. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I think you've uh, I think you've really um, targeted your demographic there very very well. Now you mentioned that there are seven different categories within this um, art prize and exhibition. Can you give us a run through yeah. of the categories that you have um, on offer there? Yeah, look, it, it kind of was kind of uh, born out of uh, a, a health program that we ran, actually, called the Livemore Project, uh, which has the, the different categories are environmental, vocational, 
spiritual, you know, physical, the exercise part of our well-being, social connectedness, uh, our emotional well-being, etc. And uh, and so we, you know, we asked for submissions along with the seven different categories. And uh, I remember last time we ran the exhibition, one of the ladies came along. She says, I just love what you're doing here. And um, she said, maybe just to keep it uh, fresh, each time that you run this exhibition, maybe just have one extra category. And I thought that was a brilliant idea. So this year we've added joy. So, so that's the uh, the eight categories that we've got this year. Okay, so you've got eight categories. So seven last year, eight this year, and uh, nine it. next year. And, uh, <laughs> well, we'll drop the joy next year and go with something else. Oh, okay, okay. So I was just sort of thinking, you know, in 100 years' time, this could be a rather <laughs> large ex- exhibition that you're uh, running there at Willara. Well, that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> we're hoping that it becomes an annual thing that people get to know in the community and, uh, you know, something to look forward to each year. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully in 100 years' time you'll be running this exhibition in a in a different location other than this earth. But anyway, um, now you've got all these different categories. You mentioned that you have a painting class that operates there in Wallara. Yeah. What kinds of is 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 painting the you know is is it like do I do I do I paint a painting to enter the exhibition or can I enter with other forms of art and creativity? Oh, yes, good good question. So look, most of the entries seem to be uh, um, artworks that that are paintings, but we also have uh, photographs and also sculptures. So um, that's the three different forms that uh, that we're doing. We're not doing video, uh, or um, you know, there might be all sorts of different forms of artwork. But they're, they're the three that we're doing. Yeah. Sure. So um, no video, no like live music or anything like that. No, no. But although you know, this year we're doing the various uh, programs that are connected with the exhibition. So, for instance, you know, we kick off on the Friday night. We have and music and life story retrospective program where people share their life story and various people will play music, items. And so, yeah, we're kind of combining different things to add value to the actual exhibition. With that uh, evening program that you're going to be running there and, you know, with the exhibition itself, uh, is is there food provided? For sure, yeah. Nothing's nothing works well without food these days. And it's a great it's a great art form too, wouldn't you agree? It is. It is. It is. In fact, one of the evenings um, on the the Monday, the sixteenth of March, we have the art of raw food. So we'll have a uh, a demonstration of uh, healthy plant based food, and um, you know, combining that with art. So you've been doing a, a lot of work in this community in relationship to healthy living as well, and obviously, yeah. you know that that once again works well in your demographic. Um, it does. It does. The the people there in the eastern suburbs are really health conscious. Uh, you know, you go down Bondi in the mornings, people are running, walking, swimming, doing whatever, and uh, you know, there's there's vegan restaurants and cafes popping up all over the place. So. It's definitely an area that people are interested in. Do you see a connection between um, art that brings joy and good health? Sure, yeah. I mean, um, how many people... I mean, it, it takes a rare individual to be sick and happy, right? 
if we're well uh, we should appreciate it and it should bring us a lot of joy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's for sure and of course um, I, I think I think creativity exercising creativity or enjoying creativity is just is just good for mental health it's just uh, you know a, a very that's a very true. positive thing now, that's gotta- true yeah once a month when we do this art class uh, you know it's part of what I do as as what I do but it's actually a bit of relaxation for me getting the paintbrushes out and uh, having a go myself. How long have you been an artist for? Uh, actually, I started painting a couple of years before we, we kicked this all off. So I think the first time was um, my wife and I, we went to the Blue Mountains uh, about uh, six, seven years ago, and uh, we just had a go doing some paintings, yeah. And just had a go, and it's all gone from there. Or so there's, there's a lesson right there. It's never too late to start. It's, uh, you know, some people say That's that right. to be an artist, you've got to be born that way. But um, no, in your no, case, it can be learned. in your case, you just yeah. got to go to the Blue Mountains, get inspired, and away you go. Yeah, that's it. Inspired by God's creation. That's it. Daniel, you've got um, a number. You, it's mentions here that it's a um, art prize and exhibition. So I'm kind yeah. of assuming there's some prizes involved with this. Yeah, the major category prize is uh, $1,500. And, uh, and then we have uh, the People's Choice uh, Award where the people who come to see the exhibition, they choose their favourite. And uh, whoever wins that walks away with $500. And this year we've also added a children's prize, which will be $300. Okay, so that's, that's fairly significant for a local church to be running something of that size um, in the community. Last time you ran this program, how much community support did you get? Um, look, the biggest crowd that we got um, was for the opening night, the launch, and where the uh, you know the major awards were given, etc. I think there must have been uh, about forty or fifty people from the community turn up um, for that. You know, the hall was packed. It was a really good vibe in there, and we put up these um, art walls between columns, and it actually felt like a gallery. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think, you know, people from the community that would otherwise maybe just walk past the church and not even realise it's there, they, uh, you know, they came in and was like, oh, this is really good what you guys are doing here. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, I'm just looking through the uh, the calendar here because this runs uh, from, what is it, Friday the 13th to Thursday the 19th of March? Yep. That's right, yep. Um, are you still taking submissions? Oh, no, they closed about two weeks ago. They closed two yeah. weeks ago. Okay, so we, we, we've... Oh, darn it, I've, I've missed out on that $1,500. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> next that year, next year. you took last year, right? Yeah, that's right. There must be something in the phone there somewhere I can uh, text down to you and say, hey, stick this up on the wall. <laughs> um, okay, so it runs through the 13th, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. You've got something happening each day there. Um, can you just yeah. give us a bit of a run-through of what's happening on each one of those days? Uh, yes, yeah, so I mentioned the Friday with the Music and Life Story uh, program. Uh, and then on the Saturday morning, we have a, um, a program on art, Mysteries of the Louvre. That's at 11 o'clock in the church. So that'll um, be like a presentation? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Saturday night, we have a concert. Um, it, it'll actually be a fundraiser concert for... 
a mother and daughter who lost everything in the recent bushfires. Um, uh, they were living in a garage and they even lost that. So um, we're, we're fundraising for that. Then on Sunday morning, we have our regular painting meetup uh, that we do once a month. Uh, and so within the confines, within this space where we have the exhibition, uh, we'll be doing painting, a painting class. And uh, there's usually, uh, you know, about 10 or so people for that, a, d- a dozen people. Um, and then we have in the late afternoon, four o'clock, we have the uh, the winner presentations. Monday night, we have a, uh, what normally we have once a month, a cooking demonstration, but this time it'll be raw food. Um, Tuesday night, children's award. Wednesday night, we're doing something a bit unique here, paint and smoothies. You know, um, there's various programs around town that uh, encourage people to come and paint for the evening and uh, uh, bring a bottle of wine or, or whatever. And uh, we're doing something a bit of a healthy option of that where we have a teacher, everyone has a go at painting something and you get to taste various healthy smoothies. So that's for Wednesday night and Thursday night will be the final night, the People's Choice Award. Fantastic. I was just reading that uh, paint and smoothies and I initially read it as paint in smoothies and I'm like, ooh, I <laughs> wonder what that one is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite sure what to call that one. Uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, if it runs well, uh, we might need to come up with a different name for that one. I'm not sure. Uh, that's all right. It's all good. Hey, this is an amazing program that you've got happening here, Daniel. Um, and, of course, this is taking place in the Wallara Seventh-day Adventist Church. Um, Correct, yeah. which is at uh, 219 Edgecliff Road, Wallara. So uh, yep. Friday the 13th of March through to Thursday the 19th of March. Make sure you get along there. Uh, thank you for joining us today on Faith FM, Daniel, and all the best all with right. your art prize and exhibition. No worries. Thanks so much for your interest, Lyle. All the best with the radio program this morning and all the best to your listeners. That was Daniel Prisbilko. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith it's FM. like painting with a new brush With your eyes closed So unsure about direction But you follow where it goes Bursting into colours From the unknown Refracting images from heaven That is caught between our souls My home, my house sweet the summer feels right after rain Warm my frozen teardrops Not the glaciers away up, I see a new December reaching from horizons. It feels like ooh. It feels like ooh. It's like walking through the sand with no shoes on or listening to the waves as they're echoing the song crashing onto shores with arms spread wide or saying nice to meet you as their whispers fill your mind my oh my how sweet it simply feels to start again salty waves and sunshine came to comfort as a friend i can see a new december calling from horizons it feels like
forgiveness. It's easier said than done, but now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness, a relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. If you've been enjoying Faith FM Radio, then we'd like to invite you to be part of our family of faith at the King Island Seventh-day Adventist Church. We meet at 9am every Saturday morning at 4 Albert Street, Curry, to spend time together studying God's Word and growing closer as friends. For more information or if you have any questions, call Pastor Barry on 0409 416 697. That's 0409 416 697. Can't wait to meet you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in at the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in at the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were Nothing's made for him, 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 nothing